0: I always joke about this, that Beyonce is the one that like has fueled (laughs) my um, just thirst for success because she put on Coachella while pregnant with twins. And so, you know, I even hear it now. It's like, oh my gosh, I, if you show up to something and you're pregnant with a child doing all these things, then I have no excuse to not show up. Welcome to Casa de Arte, a podcast about creativity, spirituality, and the threat that holds them together, love. Hi, Ashley here. We are continuing our series of time management today.
1: And Louis is here too. Can't forget about me.
0: Sure can't. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. So, if you have not heard our previous two episodes on time management, you can find them in season one and season two. Season one, we talk about making time for creativity, and in season two, we talk about making time for friendships, relationships. Um, today, we're going to be talking about ordering your day and prioritizing your week. Um, I, you know, as I've said before, love time management, all things managing time because we're all only given 24 hours a day so i always find it fascinating how people order their time in their day you see where their priorities lie um and you just learn a lot about a person so while i am normally the one that i feel like talks a lot in time management today we're really going to turn it over to my personal hero um the one that gets 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 me out of bed in the morning really the reason the reason for living don't
0: believe all of this
1: um my mompreneur or wifepreneur um miss ashley so anyway as a mompreneur which i think is the got to be the most difficult task at least i think it is um What does that look like? How do you order your day? How do you know how to balance work and baby and husband and all that good stuff? Break it down for us.
0: Awesome. I would love to. So first things first, and I'm going to link this in the show notes. Um, I have a mindful morning sheets that really helped me to get things done and kind of set my intention for the day, for the week, really. Um, Because I have a lot of stuff going on, not only am I, um, you know, managing a business, raising our daughter, toddler, and also involved in the local government, um, involved in uh, BSF, Bible Study Fellowship, involved at church. Because I have so many things going on at once, I have to really manage my time wisely that I'm able to give a hundred percent to each of the areas that I am involved in. On top of that, of course, man- managing my friendships and other relationships outside of all of that. So I kind of take it week by week just to see what our week has to offer. Uh, whether that's like, do I need a grocery run this, this week? Do I need to take a meal to somebody this week? Like I referenced last week, you know, I took two meals um, for two different people on top of all the other things that I had done. So um, that kind of sets my um, parameters of the things that I can do and can't do. Um, I've also said that I took like about four shoots in a week, whereas I usually will take two tops. So anyways, having this mindful morning sheets is really helpful because... It goes through uh, the things that you want to accomplish, what the today's intention, what that looks like, and then the top three things you want to focus on today. And so taking this from yesterday, um, the one that I did yesterday, the things that I wanted to accomplish was to record a podcast. So working on that. Um, starting a personal project for photography that I have been really just trying to figure out what I want to do. It's really important to talk about or to do personal projects. And we've talked about that in the photography um, intuition lesson or podcast show that I'm going to link underneath. And then also I wanted to write back to one of my dearest friends who wrote me a letter um, which can seem kind of trivial that i put that on there but that is that is literally how i have to do it and um, and so for today's intention i wrote intentionality so i wanted to be intentional and then the f- three things i wanted to focus was number 1 to stay positive so on top of all the things that i'm doing i want to be i want to focus on having a mindset that is positive that is encouraging, that is kind. And I want to be creative as a mother. That's the other thing I focused on yesterday. And also, um, to be diligent with the different galleries I had to deliver for some clients. And so doing that helps me to manage my day um, my first half of the day usually is going to be about parenting and being with my daughter. And then once she takes her nap, I am going to do my work stuff. That's how I have it ordered. Um, and so, doing sometimes days are different, and you may wake up with a toddler that's sick, and so the needs are going to change. But I'm going to do my best to do the things that I want to accomplish to the best of my abilities and so sometimes i do work a little bit later during the night um but for the most part i do get everything done before 6 p.m that's
1: pretty good yeah and there's times where you know you might have to do something after i come home you know based on how alana's behaving that you know, I can take over for Lana, and then you can get some work done mm-hmm. during that time or whatever. Um, yeah, for me, I I'm big on the the most amount of things i can cross off my list the more i feel successful so i kind of order my day in a way that i know i can get the most amount of things done so i always start with small little tasks and grow into large tasks if i know this is going to take me 30 minutes i'll do six 30 minute things before i do a four hour thing Mm -hmm. because i then i know it's like versus you know i get done one thing for the day versus six things so i always encourage you know people that are struggling how to order tasks i mean obviously you want your most important thing at the top of the list but from that point on i always go based on uh, what is going to take me the least amount of time you know whether it's dishes you know i'm even thinking about home if it's dishes in the sink um laundry laundry picking up the house you know whatever and that's something we we take in there's i don't think there's anything in our home that is exclusive um Chores, we share the burden on literally everything. I think the only thing that I try to only do is taking out the trash, um, and even with that, a lot of times you'll take it out of the bin, and then I'll walk it to the outside bin. <laughs> but um, I think that's pretty much the only thing: cooking, uh, meal prep, meal planning, laundry, dishes, cleaning, you know, uh, um, bathing Alana, putting Alana to bed, waking up Alana, giving Alana breakfast. We share just so much of the tasks. Um, I think that helps. And and for me, you know, being a creative in a, I would say my job is a creative job, but it's not your standard creative career. Um, so I have to find time, make time to to be creative. Um, and one thing I'm doing right now, just for my own creative sanity, is I'm really educating myself. I'm finding. Articles on creativity, on the creative process. I'm looking at different books um, about fine art, contemporary art, um, theater. I'm listening to, now that I'm running more, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm um, listening to uh, musical full albums, just expanding my understanding and knowledge of musical theater. Any little bit of time that I can or... Squeeze that in. That I can squeeze in, I... I do.
0: And I think the important thing when it comes to prioritizing and ordering your day is who are you prioritizing? So in the mornings, I will prioritize my daughter. Well, First of all, I prioritize myself. So when I get this sheet out and I am writing down things I want to accomplish, what I'm going to focus on today, 10 things that I'm grateful for, things like that. What am I looking forward to today? Um, That is me prioritizing myself. So that I can be a better mom, a better wife, a better um, entrepreneur, a better, um, how can I better serve my clients? And so from there I go to, okay, how am I prioritizing my daughter? Motherhood is a creative act, not necessarily your standard creative (laughs) um, career, but it is a creative act. And so I've taken that as something that um, I want to excel at and want to explore more. So that is what I do when I'm with my daughter. And then I'm prioritizing my clients after that. And so how can I better serve them? How can I improve my workflow, my tasks? How can I better communicate with them? Um, How can I bring value to their lives? And so as you're doing this, you're going to find yourself kind of um, answering the question of who are you prioritizing and how can I make the most of this day? And that's coming from a, somebody that's an introvert, that's a five wing four, that feels like can get depleted by resources, inner resources. So um, there's a way that you can do all these things and still feel fulfilled, productive, and um, not like I'm out of resources.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's the key to not feel out of resources because then everything starts spinning out of control and you feel like you have no control and you get even less things done. Exactly. Think, um, when you do that. What do you think the greatest challenge in balancing business and mom life? Um, what do you think the greatest challenges that you face in that? And what would be your advice to someone that is maybe starting their business, but then also is thinking about being a mother.
0: I think the hardest thing is thinking that you can't thrive or that you can't be successful. Um, I think that at the very beginning, I was longing for the times that I didn't have a child to be an entrepreneur. And I think I wasted time thinking, oh, well, you know, so-and-so is a single woman and is doing photography and she's doing, she's killing it. But I could never catch up because I have a daughter or whatever fill in the blank insecurity is. And, um, I always joke about this, that Beyonce is the one that like has fueled (laughs) my, um, just thirst for success because she put on Coachella while pregnant with twins and so you know i even hear it now it's like oh my gosh i if you show up to something and you're pregnant with a child doing all these things then i have no excuse to not show up and so i think it's funny because in that i've really i think set a standard for myself now that i am not only willing to show up but i am i I have no excuse to not be successful just because I'm pregnant or just because I have a daughter or just because fill in the blank does not mean that it's a stumbling block for me to not be successful. And so that's why every day um, I do these mindful morning sheets because I know that I can do so much more than what I'm, I even think I'm capable of.
1: Mm. That's good.
0: But what about you? I know that you've talked a little bit about how you're, job is not necessarily the, um, creative stereotype standard, how does that, how do you prioritize your day to be able to find creative fulfillment in it, even though it's like a nine to five?
1: Well, um, yeah, there's a lot of creativity in my job, building events, impacting residents, you know, creating forums for, um, feedback, and, and things like that, it's all, um, I think, very creative running the social media, the website. Um, but creativity outside of that, art, for instance, um, a lot of times I got to say, you know, even when I'm at work, I'll see that I can't pull up an article or two um, that kind of gives me the fuel. And I, I'm, I don't think I'm stealing time because I'm giving it back to my job. You know, it's not anything that's not that's unrelated to what I do um, With creative process or whatever, or a TED talk or something like that, that can kind of keep my creative juices flowing. A lot of what I find in my creativity, whether it's a video I'm making or a blog post I'm I'm thinking about writing, um, it's always like lightning. It just kind of comes, and I've got to write it down. I've got a journal that I or a sketchbook, whatever you want to call it, and I write it down immediately. And um, and then I kind of put it in my pocket to think about, you know, after work or whatever, um, and that's the that's what keeps me afloat as a creative, I think. Not necessarily doing creative work. All
0: the time. Um, let's talk a little bit about that because I'm always so curious about your blog posts. They've kind of really been um, a topic of conversation for people that know us. Um, I know that you write them, and how do you schedule them? That's something that you kind of like manage as well, like with your time. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. I uh, it's so interesting, actually. If you really, if you go back, um, you'll see my Instagram and my blogs always coincide. I don't think people care or notice. Um, That's just my own little thing. So part of my okay, long story short, I had a major unhealthy relationship with social media, and so I kind of got off. When I got back on, I set specific creative parameters that I had to live in. I think I've talked about this before, um, which is essentially when I post Instagram, I have to have three images that are fitting and flowing in the same theme, and they should not be deeply personal. Um, It should more be a outlook on how I see the world. So once I started doing that, this is probably back in almost a year now that I've been doing this. Um, So it's very sporadic, you know, maybe once, twice a month. Um, And what I have found is that my blog posts, a lot of times, what I will do in my creating for my Instagram, my curating for my Instagram, it will overflow into my blog. And so it gives me the freedom, because I'm planning Instagram, to plan for a blog as well. I can write the post, especially if it's coming. A lot of them will come while I'm running, and it's crazy. I will actually turn on my notes, and I start talking into my phone as I'm running. I don't know how like safe that is. Um, it's actually really complicated once I get back because voice-to-text sucks, and it's a bunch of words I don't understand, really. <laughs> And then I have to think like Classic. what rhymes with this. And I'm like, oh, that's what the word so was. So you're
0: decoding your own blog post. literally after. decoding.
1: Yeah, because I have edited while I've run and that's just not safe because I'm looking at my phone slash running. No, nope, it doesn't work. So a lot of times I'll try to articulate and talk very slow and it usually works. Anyway, I'll get these blog post ideas. I'll write them all down in my notes and then I'll transfer them to, to my blog, which isn't always necessarily the best writing because it's actually me talking. <laughs> So if you ever wonder, like, wow, his voice—you can really hear his voice in his writing. It's like, because oh, it is. <laughs> it's like voice to text, actually. <laughs> some of them, um, not all, but some of them. So, so I'll do that, load it up on the website, and then I cue it, and I make sure that I'm several weeks in advance, so that I'm not backed up. Um, in I blog think that's creating. so
0: fascinating and really important to note because just because you have a nine-to-five job or eight-to-five job doesn't mean that you don't have the time to be creative or to explore different mediums because what time are you waking up to run
1: well it depends on how long the run is so this morning i would i ran 11 miles and i needed to be up at six because i wanted to be done by eight
0: and so. you wrote a blog post
1: um this morning i didn't no, I was actually listening to an audiobook this morning, so I don't podcasts will pop and stuff in my head. Music will pop up. For some reason audiobooks, it's pretty straightforward, especially with their novels. Uh nope. I'm listening to the novel. Oh,
0: that's so, awesome.
1: Yeah, so it's it's good. It's it's um I always encourage the earlier you can rise with still getting that seven to eight hours i truly believe that seven to eight hours people talk about you only need five hours i don't know many healthy people that are sleeping four to five hours a night sorry um so you need your seven eight hours of nice good sleep and then you can you know do your thing um but like i said my creativity for me comes like lightning especially because i'm always dabbling um i'm gonna work on a series of videos where i'm actually gonna step into the world of singing and doing some covers like really nervous about it but um I just want to challenge myself creatively and you know that I paint and then I write and then I do photography through kind of Instagram photography and then I've been making videos and just messing with the, the film medium and um it's an it's freeing when you're creating for yourself yeah it is and you're not creating for anyone else yes and- and mm-hmm. then I know that, like, well, it doesn't matter if anyone likes it or not because, like, it wasn't about that. It was just about me doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you do get people that respond and, like, wow, that was really cool. It's like, oh, okay, that's nice.
0: I know. I just actually was looking at a – I came across this YouTube video of this uh, photographer who um, lived in Colombia and then he moved to um, London and now he's somewhere else. But he was kind of saying how, like – when he decided to become a photographer, he was okay with the idea of remaining anonymous, not knowing that his work would ever go anywhere. And obviously that's changed. He's actually like an influencer and um, has had his work, like has had photo books and people buy them. He has a following, Um, but he's remained very true to himself from the very beginning. I thought it was really interesting that he said that because I think that we, because we live in an age where social media is so predominant and so in your face and so oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Um, we think that we want success, like we can achieve success immediately. I mean, if you ask in high school what they want to do, you know, for the rest of their lives, they say they want to be like the next Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. So, or a um, or YouTuber. So um, I think that's really important, too, the creative process that you're willing to kind of create for yourself and know that maybe you'll maybe people will never know you maybe people will never know your art but that doesn't mean that you don't have that validation of being an artist um come from self-satisfying work right um and so that's i think what it's really important too to have that when you are creating and we are setting time you are prioritizing your day ordering your day to, to do and to do more you have to kind of let go of that expectation too that you're not creating for others. Hmm. I think that's the most freeing thing about it all, so. it's good.
1: So now we're gonna move um, into our typical how we end our podcasts. Um, what is some art um, that we are be- currently being inspired by or we really like? Um, I'll go first, if that's okay. Um, about it'll be two years ago now. We were in. No, it's not two years ago. It was last year. What? No, yeah, it was. It was. It was three years ago now. Three years ago, we were uh, making our buy or every two year, whatever you want to call that, trip to New York City, and we saw a little play called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. It's an Olivier. Award winning play um, transferred to New York and won the Tony there and became one of the longest running plays on Broadway in Broadway history. Um, We were completely mesmerized. Oh my goodness. You know, I always say that The Lion King is unlike anything I've ever seen in the theater um, because of its sheer simplicity, audacity, taking such a, a masterpiece of an animated film and transporting it. To the theater. There's, yeah. just, there's just nothing like it. But the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime is also unlike anything I've ever seen um, in the theater. And when I say that, I mean, because for me, when we see theater, it, especially in New York, it's always a new experience. There's always something about it. I'm like, wow, I've never seen them do that, you know? But I think what I mean is it was so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Like what they did with us for two and a half hours. It was also a straight play. That was the first straight play I'd ever seen on Broadway, um, which means that there's no singing, it's not a musical. And um, I can't talk about it enough. I, I wish I could watch it right now. I wish it was traveling. <laughs> it was, it's just unlike anything I've ever seen. All of that to say, what I'm currently um, reading right now um, is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Night Time. It was actually based on a book and um, it's just giving me all the feels. I really want to purchase the play. Um, it is available to read, but uh, the book is working for now. And so I'm really loving it. And it is on um, RP Digital, which is what our library pays into. We're always talking about the f- just free art, I think, art that's accessible, because that's one of my passions is
0: to create
1: being able to provide high-quality, uh, creative outlets, sources, art uh, for people – of all socioeconomic backgrounds, of all races, Um, so our library has RP Digital. I know that in Lakeland they have Hoopla. Um, Check your local library and see what free digital resources they offer because I know they offer something. it'll be worth your time because it's free. Mm-hmm. So we've talked about Canopy, which is free indie films. Yes. And now we're talking about, um, these different platforms that have free digital and audiobooks. That's how I'm reading this curious incident. Um, and I just love it. It's free. We we've already kind of advertised the importance of the local library and that it makes you make time for reading the book because you have to turn it back in two weeks or whatever it is. Um, so just little things like that, I think it's, it's really important. So go support your local library, and um, and that is the art that I'm currently, currently enjoying. What about you?
0: This is actually on topic today. So I'm actually going back through all my files, my film files, film photography, and actually going through my own work and experiencing it almost for the first time, it feels like. And so going back on my work and really kind of digging deep on why I liked some things, why I didn't like it, why I enjoyed um, specific time. I actually take notes of whenever I do film photography, I actually take notes on lighting of the day and just kind of technical things um, for myself. So I've been going back to those notes and also comparing them to the images I've taken and kind of narrowing down um, what I really love about specific things. And so it's been really I, I've i really enjoyed it. I really have a new appreciation for my own work. Um, and so it's been actually really lovely to get to.
1: So you're inspiring yourself.
0: I'm inspiring myself, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: Yeah, that's actually how I um, went through and picked out the project, personal project that I wanted to start mm. was in light of that. Mm. I mean, also what I'm, consuming photo books and things like that but mostly my own work and so i'm excited for that Hmm.
1: well that's all the time we have for today we're excited to catch up with y'all next week in our um, netflix and chill episode gonna give you the lowdown on all the art that we are totally excited about right now so until then we'll see y'all later
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of casa de arte if you have a question or topic you would like us to cover, email us at casa de arte podcast at gmail.com. We're still a new podcast, so if you like what you heard, please give us a review and share it with your friends. Now it's over to you. Go create and give your art a home.